that is in the period of under an hour, by four presentations which we will sketch and approach to achieve what we consider to be the appropriate thrust, utilizing the diverse personalities and characteristics that we have within us to become Rabbah. We have asked four Muslim Yeshiva. Our Rosh Yeshiva who have been involved and are currently involved in the outside world as well as within the coast of Israel. To share their thoughts in the first hour of this presentation and allow the remaining 45 minutes for your own reactions, questions, doubts, thoughts, and approaches so we can talk to each other. And it should not be a week and a day presentation. Rabbi Lau, who was classically the Yeshiva of a high school period through speaker, who has served as a Makhane uh, principal in Yeshiva's Boston, Chicago, Elizabeth, research software, to concentrate on what we call Hanukkah's Atami, to deal with where we are now. Rabbi Khan, Rosh Yeshiva, and also a rug and shul in Manhattan, will deal with the transition and what we call the mindset of the individual how he begins to look at where, he, where he's going to be in life where he is now. Our Brian who's a Rebbe and also a brother of will concentrate on Hanhagas Harab. And finally, my Marad Asra, as well as our Shishir, Rav Tengla, who will deal with how a Rav interacts with his community and addresses the challenges that he is to confront each day. Our objective is a profile shall be drawn for you. And hopefully by this understanding of their insights, we'll be able to gain greater insights into ourselves. I will not during the presentation break the trend of development and ask each Rashishiva to follow uh, the remarks of the person who speaks before you from left. I'll ask all the Rashi Shiva, first of all, to come to the fore. Uh, I mean, we're, we can sit in the front, too, or this is, this is a good question. Okay. When I discussed uh, last night with my wife what I intended to say, she gave me a wonderful bit of advice that she always does which is if they give you 15 minutes, try to use up only 10. So I'm going to take one of the extra five minutes, and you can check your watches, I'll be finished before 15. <laughs> to focus on something I didn't intend to speak about, but it's very reflective of the attitude of many of our best Hamid Shiva. And I think unfortunately reflects an incorrect sense of Ampaka and relationships with others, including Rebea. I went to check something in the first tour. They smattered in between the breakfast and the start of the session. Bumped into an extremely fine fellow, very really 
concerned Ventura. We just come from taking the breakfast, looked at me shamefacedly and said, why did she just schedule this a week before Rosh Hashanah? I have so much learning to do. We didn't have a full hour. Do you really think I should come? Of course, it was difficult to answer because for Atzvah I'm speaking and I say, yes, you have to come. But unfortunately, this reflects the mentality that already exists amongst nations. The notion that a number of rebellion have prepared what they think is important to Nesheba to know. Not giving up their own time, either giving Shia very early in the morning or not giving Shia at all. Because they think it's important. Somehow it doesn't obligate any of our Talmudians to say, well, my rebellion think it's important. I think that that which they have to say to us is Torah. I should be here. It's not important enough if I have a I have my own Seder, my own schedule, my own sense of what's important. This reflects part of an insensitivity that is unconscious. It comes from people who are outstanding in Torah who are normally very sensitive to moral issues. And part of the problem of Anhogos, the Nei Yeshiva, and if I may move into other people's territory, Rabbanim and Tamdichachamim, is lack of Derek Heretz to each other. Allah has come to come with questions of Derek Heretz from the Talmud to rebellion whether they're in the Rebbe Shir at the moment. Still they're rebellion. But they had them last year, they'll have them next year, they may never have them at all. Of course, I just ran the problem that uh, I think is endemic to Mashiachim. When it's always giving different Muslims to those who don't have to hear it. When it's always telling the people who stay in the base Medrash how unfortunate it is that other people aren't there. But it's difficult to talk to people who aren't here to listen. So forgive me. Within our yeshiva, the category of smicha student somehow does not really exist. Of course it exists formally on the books there. Years of smicha. But the Talmudim don't see themselves as essentially different from any other Talmudim issue. Often they attend the same shiur, the many undergraduates in smicha shiur. They may be in the same dormitory and they even be roommates. So the notion that a step has taken place is not apparent. So on one level, let me focus on Hanhagas and Ben Shifu, and it applies, of course, to those who are studying for Smith. On a second level, there is a difference. When a Talmud makes the commitment of going on for Smith, then he is saying that I am committing my next three to four years to full-time learning, not just while attending college, but the focus is Torah. And on a deeper level, one that we don't sense adequately here in our yeshiva, and it is a lack, he takes on a burden of responsibility for leadership within the yeshiva. In many respects, the elder above can have greater impact than even Rebbe. I know many yeshivas, the ones who set the tone, the one that the 
students, whether it's starting high school or first starting college or first year based manager, she looks at to see how does one function in Yeshiva. What's appropriate? He looks for an older bacher. If the older bacher is willing to take on that responsibility and recognize it, then he represents something already. To be specifically halachic, what are the obligations of the Ben Yeshiva? So if we look it up in the Rambam, we don't find such a category. We do find the category of a Chacham. And the Rambam puts aside an entire paradigm of Deus, Parachamishi, which begins to shame Shachacham, Nikar, Bachachamasa, Udeyosa, Uumudo, Behemisharam. That a Chacham is different from everyone else because of his Chacham, because of his ideas, because of his intellect. Kachzor, Shiyei, Nikar, Behemasa, he has to be different in his actions. And the Ben Yeshiva, of course, is the one who's going to become the Chacham. And certainly on his level, he's already more of a Chacham than his contemporaries who are not learning and has to be seen as different than his actions. You can all study the parak yourselves. So I'm going to pick out just a few things within the parak. The Rambam incorporates all kinds of areas. The Machalo, the Mishkeyu, the Loso, the Siestrofa, the Diburo, the Ilucha, the Malkusho, the Gulzvara, the Masamakha. Everything, how he eats, how he drinks, the intimate relations between husband and wife, how he acts when he has to take care of his bodily needs, how he speaks, how he walks, how he dresses, how he takes responsibility for his actions, how he does his business, how he interacts with other people, all of it. Every single area, I don't think anything is left out, has to reflect the mark that someone is a Ben Yeshiva, a Talmud Chacham, or striving to be one. And I, just to eliminate this question, I don't think there's a problem with the Yura involved here. You see what the Rambam says, you won't worry that I'm going to uh, take on too much and I'll look like I greater than I am. If I take them on, I might get a Talmud Chacham. I don't think there's any risk whatsoever if someone follows the formula of the Rambam is not yet really a Tan Chacham that anyone accuse him of being Master In eating and drinking, moderation. Rambam says one eats less than the money that one has to afford it. One doesn't indulge oneself in, the, in such physical pleasures. One's actions in private matters must reflect sneers. Sneers is a term of great significance, often misunderstood because it's reduced to a few external symbols. If the fundamental notion the Rambam talks about is sneers in the bedroom which he has in his life, but can't refer to too many externals, no one's ever going to know. The door is locked and it's not public at all. Sneers is a whole attitude, a sense of privacy, a sense of restraint, sense of responsibility. Of course it reflects itself in a few externals as well. But it's a new as a kind of individual, more than expressed by a few extra articles of clothing. On Hogos, I want to stress two Allahs in the Allah is saying, how would come Chacham, or Ben Shiv should talk to someone else? Tamat Chokom, Lai Yitzoe, Vitzoveach, Vishas Diburu, Kevahemes, Vachanis. 
shouldn't be ranting and raving and screaming like an animal. Nina raised his voice quietly, calmly, in Kolhapriyos. Not just with his rebellion, with his Kaveri, not just with fellow Jews. Bria, Kolhapriyos. Bria's may even include if someone talks to that, talks to that, talks to an animal. Talk quietly, Benachas. She had done it, Benachas, she's there, she's always Rachel, and she did it, and she did Be very careful. Don't make a show. Don't be so soft-spoken that you're reflecting your guy. Your guy went through a show on you, right? Famous story about 30 centuries. But all my virus, my anemis, forgot to let it out. Right? Don't overdo it for show. It has to be genuine. Walk around the sheep in the morning and find out who the first to run and greet and say hello. Everybody's running. Just say Shalom as you walk by to, you, to the fellow down, down the hall. Apparently a very important halacha. Say Gemara and Brachas, you'll get to it. Some was Marach Yomim for it. If you're walking to the schoolers, then Baalach, those are schoolers, are Rishas Yom. We mock them Shalom. Be the first to say Shalom Aleichem. And if it's best to be the first, at least be the last. Say it all. You know, say it first. Say it. Another one says it to you. But don't just call out on the castles. Be generous in your judgments of other people. Beyond the requirements of not saying Lashon Hara, always speak and praise everyone, and never to their detriment. Always run after peace. If you think that your words are admonishing, Correction, the systems will be heard, say it. If not, hold back. Better be quiet. Don't say it just to get it off your chest and to feel like, ah, I said my piece. A lot of tests. Malbush Tamachachon, Malbush Nordenaki. Tamachachon has to dress in decent clothing and clean clothing. Interesting, as the Rambam said, that machal, you eat less than you're worth, you have to dress and according to the money you have. You have to pay. It's necessary to have proper clothing, to be clean, you can't have a spot of wine. Striking, the Rambam continues, but what do you spend more money than you have? And for the needs of your family. This is particularly important for people going to be Rabbanim, you should never neglect the physical needs of, his, of their wives and children. I've used that almost all my time. So I'm just going to conclude two minutes, two minutes fine, by pointing out that those who are seen as representing Torah have the opportunity, on one hand, being Mikadishim Shemayim, Machas Hashem, the opposite. See the Rambam at the end of Torah came in, let's just study their Torah. A person, when he does these things, has to be careful to be true to himself. A person must always be authentic. It should never be a show or a sham, just a copy of someone else. One has to find these qualities within oneself, recognizing for distinction between one and the other. And finally, we're very close to Slevis, 
the most important component in Sleja's life, which gets repeated again and again, that great secret that the Gemara of Rosh Hashanah Rabbi Yochan reveals to us, this mikra that we couldn't say, turned and paid for us, Rosh Hashanah revealed the secret to Rosh Hashanah of all the midas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu are midas of Rachman, of Chesed, and we have a great mitzvah of Hidamus, of trying to emulate these characteristics. We're all very careful and very precise about halacha. I'm sure we are technically proficient. We think that midas talos are vague. I quote halachas in a Rambam. The same Rambam, the same halachas as anything else. The mitzvah of Hidamus, so critical. It is the key to our ability to be what we're meant to be, to be as our Rambam said this morning, Tzalam Elohim, an element of Tzalam Elohim, to be Tzalam and that is the critical component of our having any Hashbar on anyone else. And ultimately it's going to be what reflected in our character. If we who represent Torah, we who claim to be Nei Yeshiva, act in a manner that anyone outside of the yeshiva will look at us and say, that's Torah I want to be like such an individual, which in the will have impact. If there's a contradiction between our words and our behavior, our words will not carry anyway.
suddenly become preoccupied with the halacha, the maisa of life, suddenly begin to concern myself about others, or no? Is there an apprenticeship perception that I'm preparing myself in this period of transition and that I must concentrate on other things as well? Whether it be learning halacha l'maisa, whether it be participating in various projects which involve others and which care for others, and if so, what is the proper balance or the proper proportion? Then there are other questions, questions that are more psychological. A person who is in the yeshiva, in the Kosle Beis HaMedrash, in the Dalat Amos Shavalotha, is surrounded by friends who are like-minded by and large. Of course, in yeshiva such as ours, that like-mindedness is a very great range, perhaps much wider than in other yeshivas. But nevertheless, everyone subscribes ultimately to a basic set of premises. Everyone is learning Torah. Torah is the focal point of their lives, and the Shulchan Aruch is their guide. And then suddenly we may go into communities and into situations where we have to confront a tzibur or talmidim who are not like-minded, whom we have to suddenly make understand a priori principles which we have taken so much for granted. We have to begin to explain that which we did not have any need to explain to ourselves. And we are suddenly asked questions which were never asked by anyone around us before. And it can be a very lonely and very humbling experience. And the transition from coming from a base medrash and the fire of Torah warming us and the cold outside with the realities of life chilling us, that is a transition that has to be confronted and should be taken into account. How do you deal with it? And furthermore, a rav and even a machanach is required to display an array of personal talents and capabilities, capacities, kohos and etish, call them what you will, which are not necessarily developed equally within the kosle beis We emphasize lundus, we emphasize thinking, we know how perhaps to look up a halacha, but what about speaking to others, relating to others, How do you speak to a child, someone who's not yet a father and does not have that experience at home? How do you speak to a total stranger? How do you encourage someone to do something when they don't even begin to appreciate it? How do you make someone share your own vision? These are not necessarily skills that will be cultivated within the Beis HaMedrash unless you seek that out. It's not part of the curriculum, and it's not part of your daily bread, your daily fare. So does one try to develop it, or is it again the trial by fire of experience? And you just have to go into the world, and as time goes on, you confront the world, you react against that confrontation, and you learn by growing within that experience. And then, of course, there is the transition psychologically between a Talmud and a
perceptions of the Talmud and the needs of the Talmud and the relationship that the Talmud has to his learning and to his rebellion. The Torah's Talmud is someone who receives and suddenly he becomes a Rebbe of others. He may perhaps remain the Talmud in a sense, but wherever he is, whether he's a Mechanech or a Rav, he has to suddenly begin to give and to teach. He becomes the authority figure in the community in which he finds himself. Sometimes the central figure of authority, because he's the only one there. He may be the only orthodox rug of a community. And that change, that shift in psychological perception is something that we ought to think about. Needless to say, in the time that I have right now, we can't possibly cover anything of the range which I've just described. But I'd like to take aspects of it, perhaps. The Eid of Zilgimor. You know that Yehoshua is described, he's given a title in the Torah. Yehoshua bin Nun Nar Lo Yomish Nar is a strange word here. In colloquial Hebrew and even in Yiddish, Nara means a simple person, even a fool. And that's, of course, where you get the notion of Narish and Narish It all comes from the word Nara. Of course, that's wrong. But it's interesting that that perception crept in. Nar can also be perceived as someone who is young. Nar. And of course, Nar is described by the Torah itself. Who is a Nar? Lo Yomish Mitocha Now, of course, you would think for a moment that Lo Yomish Mitocha means that he sat and learned with Moshe Rabbeinu day and night. That is the definition of Lo Yomish Mitocha Oha, Mitocha And yet we find that when Moshe Rabbeinu asked HaKadosh Baruch Yifgold Ish Al Ha'eda, and you'll notice the fascinating transition, the shift here. Moshe Rabbeinu understands that to be Al Ha'eda, you have to be an Ish. You have to be a Gavra, a personality. Someone who is not a Nahar. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells him, choose Yehoshua. And in that Pasuk, he calls Yehoshua Ish. The Medrash explains and amplifies HaKadosh Baruch Hu's recommendation. Someone comes to communal services from a community, they want a rope. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu lists the qualifications. I'll never forget, Rabbi Heard told us the story once, not so long ago, of the head of the selection committee of the shul down south. And someone was recommended from our yeshiva, and he was praised, of course, to the heavens, properly so, a very fashionable young man. <coughs> and the head of the selection committee said, Rabbi Hur, that's all very fine and good, but I want to know if he has a yodin yodin sneaker like the fellow from the Mir yeshiva had. Well, you have all sorts of qualifications, you know. What was HaKadosh Baruch so excited about when he recommended Yehoshua? 
So if you open up a Rashi's Rabba, excuse me, Medrash Rabba, Bamidbar Rabba, of course, Pashas Pinchas, it says as follows. Yoshua Harbei Shersoch, he served you a great deal, he served you well. And he honored you greatly. He used to come early and stay late in your base medrash. He organized the chairs. And he spread the cushions, the carpets. The Nar suddenly becomes the Ish And the criteria, the qualifications, of course it was taken for granted that Yehoshua was a big one. Moshe Kibotor Misinayu Vesoro Yoshua. And yet the Hadashbrochu doesn't mention it, except elliptically, Vuhu Hishkin Behiriyu Bebeis Habad. But the Yikar that is emphasized, Vuhu Sheh Soch, Vuhu Cholak Lechok Kavot. And he was in the Sader Es Hasar Solim in the Beis HaMedrash. Many times when I used to have meetings in my shul, and a Balabas would come to be the Sada the Sapsolid. He would find me already there being the Sada the Sapsolid before him. And that is the experience of many Rabbani, that before they get up to give the Drasha, they are making all the preparations too. And I wondered to myself if the Yoshua's Milo of being the Sada the Sapsolid was not simply because otherwise Moshe Rabbanin would have had to do it. No, you don't think so. <laughs> you know what this tells me? It's kind of almost a midah kineged midah. But it's not merely a midah kineged midah that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sees to it that the person who was the proper Talmud has the proper Talmudim as a schar. But it's also in terms of our perceptions and our preparations. If a person wants to understand how a tzibur functions and he wants to inculcate within that tzibur the perceptions of what it means to be a Talmud, that person has to be a Talmud par excellence. And I must tell you, I remember the Talmudim of our yeshiva are wonderful. They are good. Their commitment to Torah grows from year to year. The sense of limud Torah in the base medrash that we have here is phenomenal. And considering the responsibilities that our Talmudim have to their secular studies and to everything else, the fact that there are so many in the base medrash at night is equally phenomenal and admirable. And I am reminded of the mice that I was walking once trying to catch up with the rug. It was many years ago. And the rug was walking out of first hall. And there was a Talmud, one of the Talmudim of the yeshiva, not his Talmud, I admit, who had just walked out before him. He sort of pushed his way past the rug, opened the door, and went out. And letting the door fly, the door slammed right into the rug. And of course, we rushed to his help, to assist him. He was a little bit shaken. 
and he said to me, I'll never forget it, there are many things that we try to teach a Talmud, but there are certain things, certain lessons, that if they are lost upon him, then everything else is lost as well. The notion of what a Talmud is transcends how well he understands the Shia. It enters into many areas, but it requires the a priori perception that a Talmud is, and I'll put it in quotation marks, the Mishares of Israeli. That doesn't necessarily mean that he wants to give him a ride somewhere or that he is Misadah Nisafsalim in his face marriage. But a Talmud has to have the mindset of a Misharis. The Beetle of Atzmius that a Talmud is necessary, has to have in order to properly receive from Israel. It means many things. It means sometimes not judging every shear as if it was an opera by how much he enjoyed it. It means the perception that a Talmud Chacham as a Rosh Hashiva is something that he has to aim for and strive for and that perhaps he can eventually reach but it's still far beyond him. And the notion of kabbal that he has to give to that Talmud Chacham is a notion that he has to take very seriously. Merely because there is a personality of Torah, of a lot of Torah. I often see Rashi Yeshiva walking through the halls and Bekoshi, the Yevet, a Talmud will recognize their existence. Whether it means standing up for that Rashi Yeshiva or it means saying hello or recognizing in any manner that there is a presence of Torah passing by. That perception you have to have for other Rashi Yeshiva because when you'll have that perception for Talmud Chacham generally, you will have it for your own Rebbe. To the extent that you have it for your Rebbe, others will have it for you. <coughs> the notion of understanding what it means to receive, you will be able to convey to others. But if you are not a good Talmud, Mida Kenegat Mida, Halima, you may not have good Talmud. A Talmud's perception, <coughs> when he is learning, transcends the Homer that he is learning. But because of the perception that he has as a Talmud, the learning itself changes. The Shosim Batsoma Esdivreya. You cannot have that if you just feel you're hearing a shear as if it were a course. You have to have the perception that the Rebbe is the Makar for the Kihim Chayim Yameh. And then in that transition, becoming a Rebbe yourself, you will be able to convey that as well. And finally, I must tell you, to develop a Kesha with the Rebbe has very obvious benefits in a very Gashmiistic kind of way. No one is able to pass the Shilas after three years of Smitha just by opening up a Shulchan Aruch and consulting it. Some Talmudim will not even know by that time which simon in the Shulchan Aruch a particular Shilas finds itself. And in any case, the problems that exist today are very complex. And the Rebbe will have to be with you for the rest of your lives. And that Kesher which you can establish with the Rebbe today, that is the Kesher which will bind you to that Rebbe long after you are in Shiru, long after you have received Smicha. It is the person that you can call even 12 o'clock at night when you have a problem or a crisis. It is that person who will encourage you, who will give you chizuk, who will teach you Torah, who will continue to inform you about halacha, 
and upon whom you will have to depend. To the extent that you have created that Kesher, to the extent that you have established for yourself the Asayim Farah, to the extent that you recognize the authority while you are here with intercoastal Yves to that extent you will have that Kesher later on. It's much harder to try to establish such a Kesher when you suddenly discover later that you need it, but your Rebbe is far away. This is part of the transition, and with this I will end. But it is important to remember what this Medrash says. The Nesader HaSatsol, he becomes the Ish'avayim. Deal with the area of Hagasara. I take my hat off for you, simply for your patience to listen to so many Rabbanim, and no matter how good they are. It's, I have to, from Melanda Escalti, I have to learn this patience. I, by nature, I am very impatient. Uh, a friend of mine told me the following story. He recently had to attend the Hasanah with a group of his friends in some community, and it became a law drawn out appear. He had occasion to dab in Mincha and Laila in the shul where the Masada Kedushin was the rabbi. And as he came into shul, he observed two things, he told him. The rabbi was standing at the Skisei HaKabay, just with a short sleeve shirt. was open. Most of the Balabakim were wearing jackets. They dab in Mincha. Then the rabbi got up to learn Halacha between Mincha and Laila. They were learning Mishnah This was mentioned in the Chavetz Chaim. And he quoted the Psaq of the Mishnah Lula, and he kept cogently uh, remarked that he has a deal in the Rambam, which is mashma against the Mishnah Lula, and with a smile on his face, he said, I choose my deal in the Rambam over the Mishnah Lula. His friends, Pashat of Alabatim, but learned people in the Torah, were shocked by his dress, and especially by his remark against the Mishnah Lula. This rabbi committed two wrongs. He did not dress properly in a shul, especially if he's a rabbi, where Balabatim had more sense than he does, and he did not speak properly. We have the halakha khalim hizoha of the later. When you dismiss that he knows it, but to quote a famous poset and just dismiss him, with some deal in the Rambam, which my friend claims doesn't exist. He says the whole Rambam, that he read it by heart I mean, anyway, that's not important. But the Aksam Hanhaga of such a law is certainly incorrect. And in order for me to explain to you what we mean by a Hanhaga of law, let me just tell you one simple idea from Rafaim Balajna and Nefesh Rafaim in Sham Ahmed. He discusses that our conduct in this world does not only affect us and our immediate friends, but also it affects the whole Bria, all of nature, and even Bashamayim, the heavenly spheres. And there he discusses the chile between the average person and the Talmud Chacham. 
And I'll just read you one sentence that in, in Shad Aleph. He states, Tomi Sheshomer Shishmasa Gavua Yosef. Hachet Shalo Pogem Yosef. If someone has a high initial, is on a high in Madrega, then his sin, his chet, will be more destructive than that of the average person. And he goes on to explain why a Talmud must behave with extra caution, more so than anyone else. Now, as was mentioned before, what I'm telling you is not just, it's not Jewish, it's Halakha, Rabbi Blau referred to the famous Rambam, the many Chazals on this, and I'll give you this Rambam again, basically it's all I have to tell you, just a simple Rambam, that all of you should be acquainted with, in Perek of Deir Again, I just want to emphasize two points in this Rambam. A Chacham must be recognized, he must be different, who moved over him Sham he must be different from the rest of the people. And he said, Nico, the Maisov, the Machalai, the Mashkeyu, the Sashacha, the Diburai, the Hiluchai, the Malushai. Basically, what the Rambam is saying is he must be different, he must be unique. For otherwise, he is not a common Chacham. And then the Rambam, as Rabbi Allah mentioned, goes on to explain various aspects of this. The underlying principle of all these Rambams is, is the famous Chazal, of the Talmud Chacham who does not have common sense, and the Vela is better than he is. Whatever the Pshat, they may need Darshan and Mudarshan on this, but basically what this Chazal states is a famous saying that there is a fifth Shulchanah, there are not only four chelkesh, there's a fifth chulchanot, which says, Zaya Mensch, a rock who does not have common sense, that's the worst tragedy. It's more tragical than even an Arabic at times. And let me just discuss two aspects of this. I know in our yeshiva, for some unknown reason, dress is not stress. We look upon, you can dress a bentayla or even a rock, can dress any way he wants. As was mentioned before, the Rambam specifically states that there's a unique way of Ramat Chacham dresses. Last night, as I was preparing to speak, I just noted down some chazals that came to my mind. I'll quickly run through it without transcript. I mean, it speaks for itself. I just want to emphasize to you that dress is important, especially for Ben Teva and especially for Avah. The Gemara Ben Shabbat says, Rabbi Yevon and Kari Lamanei Mechabdusar. Rashi says, Shemechabdi Malei. Clothing gives him the covet. The same Rabbeinu in Kufiyot Dalit and Shabbos states, "Shimi begodem mehatayra shehu derech kavay mehamakom." You have to change your clothing when you do a mitzvah. The Gemara in Kedushin Ayin Beis says, "Ma malachi hashabes rabbanan." The Mitzayne ke malachi hashabes and Rashi says, "Malbushim lo." The Gemara in Brachas at the very end in that in Zayin. That's the only way I'll come to the end of Brachas by quoting it here. Gimul malchidim baisha shabbatam. Three things broaden a person's mind. Among them is the God in life. The Gemara in Baladasra in Nunzayin on the face speaks of Chaluk Shal Talmud Chacham, the shirt of a Talmud Chacham, and Talish Shal Talmud Chacham, the jacket or the overcoat of a Talmud Chacham. And the definition there is the Rambam quotes it. Kol She'ein Chaluk Ha'inilis Mitachtav Tefa. When you wear your jacket, your shirt should not be seen. In the Heret Zutta, Chazal say, Dalit Barim, 
the way he dresses himself. And there are many more Chazals, and all these Chazals are basic, uh, the basis for the Rambam when he discusses the specific Malbush of Talmud uh, Now, it could be that this the reason why the Rambam puts all these halachas in Milchus is based on that Chazal of Talmud Chacham She'en for if he does not keep these halachas, it's assuming he does not have das. Now, every Talmud Chacham, every Rav, must strive to elevate himself in Ruchlis. Just like every Rav I know, wants to get a better position financially, more covet, but very often he forgets that when he becomes a Rav, he is not a graduate. Once he gets his diploma, he is not finished. Unless he strives constantly to steigen learning, or not only learning, in his midas tibis, in his chesed, then he is not a Rav. If he does not conduct himself properly in Adam Lachaveiroi and in Adam Lamakam, then he is not a Rav. As Baleid Bush always point out about this seven in Tavim Bayema, and Malach is an oymate. He stands in one place, he has no place to go, he has reached the highest Madregel. But a human, that's the A human being is Vayelach, he is constantly growing, he has to, he is continuously on the go in a ruchniistic sense. So a rov who does not understand it, but once he achieves his position as a rov in a community, he is an automatic failure. And let me come to the more, I think, a very important aspect of Islam Hagen is the specific zehirus in a din. A rov must be more careful when it comes to a din than his community, for he is a model of a higher life. Just like there's a Kedoshim you, according to the Ramban, not to be a novel of Shusatayra, there could be a Rav Shusatayra. You could be a Rav, be a London even, but become a novel of Shusatayra. And the community looks up not so much to his Londas. They look at his behavior. The average fellow boss doesn't really know if his Rav is a London or is not a London. He relies on the smicha given to him by the yeshiva. But what the Balabas does see is his personal conduct, the way he behaves himself, and in the hewus in the din, even if something is muta to the Balabas, it may not be muta to the Rav. And therefore a Rav must weigh everything seriously before he does anything. He cannot socialize the same way as his community. He cannot go to the, at least let him not go to the same movie house or, or attend the same place. If he really has to go, it's like Hazal say, Yil Bashroivim, he goes to Makam Akar and commits whatever he wants to commit. A Rav must strive for the following three things. To continue learning, to be a London, to improve his midas, his ethical character, and Higimilus Chasadim. A Rav who is not also in Higimilus Chasadim, after he's become a Rav, on the personal level, is not a Rav. And let me finish with one Gimov in Baba to, to point out why the Zahiwas of Adin of Arab is more important than anything else. It's the Baba Metziyah pay Gimov of I'll quickly read over the Gimov for you. The Gimov says, Gimov tells you, Yamayi Sabbat Rabba Baba Hanai. The Gimov says there was a Maisa that the workers broke uh, some vessels of it. And they were for Shea, and they were brought, and the commander says, 
He took their clothing. He took their clothing. So he has to lift it in. The Lord passed them, even though he did his right, he could keep their clothing because they were Mazak, but it's not their Echtaytan. So he gave back Yarish with Limay, he returned their clothing to them. Then the Lord says, The worker said, We are poor people. We expect it to be paid. You're hungry. The last one meeting, we have nothing to eat. The Lord passed him that he has to pay. The schemas. He has to pay them proper wages. But they, they, they didn't do their work, they damaged him, and the Lord passed him, he has to give proper wages. The Tzadik behaves in a different manner than the average person. He, he acts. Now, just finish with this. From this Chazal, we see that what is proper for the average Balabas is totally improper for Atamu and if a Talmud does not understand this, he is not a Talmud Chochem. And I, I remember once I was present at a banquet honoring a certain rabbi, and the president, and I mean, I, I know who he is, uh, he got up and uh, praised this rabbi to, to the heavens, and he said, why does he like his rabbi so much? Because every Wednesday night, they play poker together. <laughs> this is exactly what I mean, what the rabbi should not be. And... <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll, finish, I'll, be, I'll finish with this. I hope that you have learned something from all this. That that's been a title. You should dress properly. And do, we should do a proper tshuva before Rosh Hashanah, especially in the Sinyanim. And we should be thankful to a, a, proper, a good man in learning in Hirash Professional concern. 
First is, what are the areas of concern for Allah? The second is, how to express this concern? The third is, a definition of professionalism and how Allah behaves in His speaking to people. The fourth, very complex area, relationship with Chilonim. And the fifth, the problem of personal growth and personal scholarship. Areas of concern are very simple. Whatever is the concern of man is his concern. And that is a very, very difficult, difficult objective to achieve and yet maintain a concern for himself and his family. The mother, the holiest, and the few sums it up. You think I made you a hog, I gave you shvara, I gave you bailus, zaiver, avdus, I need no How does a person undertake avdus and remain indeed with all the kavod harabondas, the pomp and ceremony that goes with being the rov of the to be the mohederech, the malamed, the miyayet? The first Pasuk associates a Pasuk in Navi, Melech b'mishpot yamid oret. Ze'yehoshafot, it says. Ve'ish trumos yavsena, ze'chacham sh'yodeya alopas medvoshes v'agodos, v'yosom v'amona holchen etzlo sh'yaz t'din b'neihem. destroys my world. the Medrash, like you're supposed to, since it's the same names of the people we meet in the Gemara, entitled to the same caring concern. He says he's a Chacham, he's your day in Allah, comes with Rochus Fagodos, and knows the responsibility of Allah. But he answers any Ponon. But he's really any Ponon. He's not a liar, he's a Chacham. He's a Tzaddik who is not telling a lie. He's really watching television and he asks, I'm sorry, I'm busy, or you call up any office in Israel, who be Yeshiva? Doesn't mean he's attending a shield, right? What does it mean? It means he's not, he has no time. He really has no time now. How do you not have time and still have time? That's the shame. And if you're a chacham and you're day a halachos, you have to be able to make time when you have no time. Without giving up your main goal, namely to be a chacham, that your day a medrosher, sagodos, and knows how to pass the shayla. For if he doesn't know how to pass the shayla, it should be a note of integrity that he says, and he probably would have covered. Why should I mess up your din? I don't know how to pass it. <coughs> issue there, I think, is the realization that you really do have time. If you set yourself up with a balance between your needs and your obligations, your needs to be able to fulfill your obligations. It's one thing to sit down with a Yosem and Almane and go back over the entire history, how a husband died, how the father died, etc. Each time it takes you two hours to do a job. It's one thing to answer, and I'll be, use my own examples. I have to tell people most of the time, I'm sorry, I'm busy, I can't see you now. But I'm prepared to see you at a quarter after 12 tonight. 
Not next week, not next month. I'll see you today, but it may be an unusual time for you because you're coming to someone who has an unusual lifestyle. And if you want me to help you, you have to cooperate a little bit. You'll never turn anybody off that way. They may suddenly decide it's not such an important question. They can wait for next month. That may be an advantage. How you express the concern as a role, not as a social director, not as a community center director, but as a role, is the key to the bonus and to personal survival. And what you say is very important. For that moves into the second area of how to express your concern when you realize that a rov is a machanev, not only when he has a shir and the yeshiva and is fortunate enough to have kaka, a role of a machanev and a rov at the same time because the two roles mesh so beautifully, <coughs> but he has to be a machanev as a rov. As a Vayitein el Moshe, like another medrash as you people know, I have a predilection for the medrash. Vayitein el Moshe, kechaloso ledabedimo. So the medrash says, kechaloso, my kechaloso, amarab shemen ben lokish, if you cannot say something that will be received, I know what I want to say. I prepared well. I know the, what are the facts of the case. If I can't find a way to say it, don't say it. There has to be a way to give over the halachim in a way that you think it will sit well. If not, well, then certainly will not antagonize people. And if not, then this is not a rabbi-member relationship because it cannot be a heavy talmud relationship. What's the good of saying a shir if I cannot say it in a way that the people will understand what I'm talking about? And every halacha you tell to about us must be couched in such terms that it will be understandable to him and it will not turn him off. You can turn off even a ventilator, not only when you deal with the colonial as we're talking. Here is where it meshes with the third area, namely professionalism. It's not our invention, Abonus. It's been around a long time. My Zunzain always comments around Rosh Hashanah time that one of the most difficult jobs in his Abonus was to post on the door of his house the price list for the coming year. The job of the Rav to determine what the shoemaker can charge for resoling a shoe, what the wheat merchant can charge for selling wheat or candles, and he had to meet with them throughout the Chodesh Elo and decide with them what will be the price, what it's costing them, and he decided what the price will be. He says if after that Chodesh Elo they still wanted to come to shoe where he is Rav, he says, that was a statement that he was successful. He says, but you don't know what Agnes Nefesh that was. Today we'll argue where a fellow says, but I had a new child born this year, and I need a little bit more money. I want to raise my prices. And the Shreya would say, but there are children born to other families that year, and you can't raise your prices, etc., etc. That was the job of his Rav as Nabonis and Lubai. It's a unique obligation, because they wanted the Rav to be involved in all areas. And yet he could talk to a shoemaker, he could talk, he could talk to his Talmudian, in, in, in the shul, he had 60, 70 people who learned that very with him every single day. How do you do such a thing? It's doable. You don't know how to do it, then ask. We are not yet divorced from the other generation. There are ways to find out. We do have connection with the other generation. And this indeed you find like in Gemara and Brothers of Zion and Brothers of Zion. But it said better, 
in the Medrash in Vayikra. Kora Odom Voloshona Adayim Bachutz. If you didn't study Talmud, you're still an outsider. Shona Vakora Voloshimish Tamidi Chachomim Domer Lemi Shenelmu Mimedus Isvetova. You can't catch the key. You know the halach, you know, I can't do anything with it. It's hidden from me. I can't use it. I can't open any doors with it. I don't know how to apply it. There are ways to apply it. And here, if I may say it, I've heard the sitting here, that may be one of the unsung glories of the, of the, of the uh, DCS, as it's called now, Division of Communal Services, where a can pick up the telephone and say, I, I'm messed up, I got a problem, I don't know how to get out of it. They'll find someone who had the problem before. They'll find someone who's willing to relate to the problem, who's willing to answer you. And rather than say, rather than say things that won't sit well with Balabatin because you're speaking from Kora Vishana. God forbid if you speak from not Kora Vishana, it's not her, but you speak from Kora Vishana, but because you didn't have a chance for Shimish Tamil Chachamim, then you make sure you find out in each individual case what would a Talmud Chacham have done in, in, this, in this circumstance? This is maybe the Oshun that the Gemara means Aseil Ocharav, the mission means Aseil Ocharav, or Kol Tova She'en Lot Beisav, Eina Tova. It may very well be Halachim, but it's not Tova, because Tova means instructional, or law. I can instruct people how to behave accordingly. Relationship with Chilonim proves to be one of the very difficult things. And Chilonim, regrettably, must include Shemr Shabbos and Shemr Mitzvahs, who have a secular outlook on life because that is their orientation. Because they never heard the Lord talk about sexual morality, or about business morality, or about medical ethics. But I got it, medical ethics from the Tuesday section of the New York Times, sexual morality from the women, from the ladies' uh, home journal that the wife buys, etc., etc. And because we've been silent on the topic, they come already with a secularized notion and you have to speak to them. And here you have, I think, a fundamental test of failure or success for the Rav. There is a chilik between being one of the boys and being aloof from the people. There is some distinction between Alashan I heard in Al-Sisrael, his tagrut and he badrut. His tagrut means I have my area, I have a little fence in which I, uh, it's my area of concern, it's my area of conduct, it's my ecological niche as a whole. He badrut means I have nothing to do with you, not so. I can have to do with you, but act as a whole. When someone comes in to see me and he's not wearing a yarmulke, the first thing I will not open my mouth before I hand him a yarmulke. But if he has to use my bathroom, I don't recite Ashayotza with him when he comes out. I'm not Kodesh Bochum's watchman. I'm not out to, 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 to save his soul. I'm out, I'm out to him to know that I'm the law when he came to me as the rabbi. The rabbi should have a yarmulke when he came into the house. When he leaves the house, he hands me back the yarmulke. And I say goodbye to him. He said, the virtue, etc., etc. I didn't make him put out a yarmulke. I made him know that I'm not one of you. He's not, I'm not one of the boys. That concept is so critical for your personal ego to have Khalilah Vachas not to have not lost respect for yourself after several years in the field. The concept <coughs> that is quoted in the name of certain Bali Musa is a false concept. 
only by because I said, yes, I will learn because I'm listening to two people wanted to learn on me. You can teach yourself into a position of almost becoming a Talmud Talmud. And you're doing rabbinic activity. They call it adult education. It's It's personal education. There's no way you're going to remain a Talmud Chacham unless you teach Mamish until the Balabatim starts screaming at you. You don't do How much the rabbi have to teach? You're not teaching for them. Don't fool yourself. You're teaching only for yourself. That's the only way you'll stay alive. And the Flesi Mincha, Kaddish Bofu adds in the language of the Medrash, how do you remain close to Kaddish Bohu and not far from the people? Only this way. There is a halakhic reaction to everything that goes on in your community. Regrettably, we are not that much bikiyan to spot quickly what the mother they're referring to. But it's there. And little by little, if you look for it, you'll find it. That's a, a Kabbalah we have from Hazal, Yagata Motsosa. And if Yagata below Motsosa, I'll come in as the Kotzka says, Shea Yagata. Don't believe you try hard enough yet. You'll find the approach. When you find that approach, you accomplish two things. You will realize you're talking like a love, and the people will think you're talking like a friend. Thank you. When we came to this session, there was a great deal of apprehension as to whether the areas of concern could be covered by so many people within a limited amount of time and still allow people to be able to react and to respond. We've left the next half hour for your own comments, your own reactions to the issues that are raised, your own personal concerns. I'd like you to be able to respond openly. We've turned off the tape and keeping regularly questions. And I would ask that we not necessarily respond to each question or comment as it comes, but maybe we can get a few questions or comments, and then those of the Rosh Hashimah here may wish to respond. I think that will allow for the most interaction with various topics. So questions that you have or comments you wish to make, we'll wait for you. Larry. Okay. Uh, I think there's one area that wasn't covered in the plan. You asked about my as much as you approached the topic and the expanded part of it. And it's dealing with the colonial and rabbis in a small community as many of us may find ourselves in the first part of our lives. And you find yourself in a situation where you have to serve as an ambassador to the Jewish community, representing your community in front of uh, other, let's uh, call uh, Non-Jewish fraternal organizations. What is the approach that we as an Islam should take? Um, are there any uh, guidelines you can give to us um, in terms of representing the community, but what should we safeguard? Before I can, I'm going to make response to the questions that you want to raise. What about the issue of Jerusalem? You go to a small town somewhere, and Uh, 
the local organizer, it's against my religion to enter a church, period. I want you to know, you want a joint uh, faith prayer service, it is against my religion, I cannot do it. I'll be very happy to meet with you, with your community, on a lecture basis, we'll talk about uh, interfaith, we'll talk about how people relate, but you're not going to ask me to give up any point of the Isa, the Rabbanan, the Minhagi Yisrael, in order to meet you. Obviously, you're not prepared to do it for me either. Once you clear that ground with the other groups, you'll find there's no problem. They'll respect you more for it, they'll understand what you're talking about, they don't need you there. And you can specify also that when the, when the Galaf has invited uh, to, to give an invocation or a benediction uh, at a communal gathering, you expect him not to invoke the, the uh, uh, way that the uh, young Israel shuls invoke, Hashem Echad, Hashem Echad, Hashem Echad. You don't cite in Alenu, uh, repeat three times uh, a new concept of Trinity. I'm sorry, I said, Hashem Echad, Ushemo, 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 Ushemo Echad. The father, son, uh, this kind of stuff doesn't belong even in the young Israel. <laughs> uh, the problem of relationship with our estranged brethren is now, I think, one of the truly critical problems because they become so aggressive. Uh, I have ideas, but that deserves, I really, uh, I'd only mislead you if I said things from my conclusions. That deserves a real yomi and it's going to be a recurrent problem, as you know, what's happening now with the Yehudi issue. Uh, with the more aggressive demands on part of the reform conservative movement for recognition of Israel, it's spilling back on us and it's uh, something we have to cope with, but I'll leave the Rabbi Hurt to, to find a proper time and place for such a discussion. The problem of the sisterhood really sums up much of what I'm trying to say. There are two points you have to have clear. One, that the Balabatim don't want from you what you think they want from you. Times have changed. Uh, we were speaking uh, in the office and preparing for this thing. Uh, the, the joke that uh, uh, I heard told uh, that they want the hub that has Yodin, Yodin, is true. They'll give priority. When a hub was a Talmud Chacham, when a hub was a Mensch, and they'll even take a hub who doesn't speak that, that well in preference to someone who's not a Talmud Chacham and speaks better. That never happened before. That is a fact. No excuse for not learning to speak well. Uh, not no excuse for not uh, doing the mentorship every week. Uh, it'll save you a fortune of money from buying the ICA sermon manuals. <laughs> the, 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 uh, they don't expect it of you. At a sisterhood meeting where they're going to have a fashion show, the Rob does not have to stand, sit, have to remain there until the final display of bathing suits. 